the election is over, for the most part, and while some races are still too close to call, and others will have runoffs, the basic message should be clear to see by now. The elusive, and much desired, red wave did not materialize. Republicans failed to produce the turnaround they had hoped for, and advertised, leaving their base very disappointed. We could analyze the reasons why. We could say that the Republicans were disorganized, and didn't have a clear national message, other than stop Biden and Pelosi, which really isn't enough to galvanize strong grassroots support. Indeed, parties need to organize a vision for the future in order to win elections, and Republicans didn't produce that this time. We could also say that too many Republicans took a play at safe campaign model. For example, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania came across as a run-of-the-mill, typical Republican running against a hardliner left-winger. What he, and the Republicans, failed to understand is that running as a moderate doesn't work anymore. Americans are into hardline candidates and extremists now. That is the new normal. Lastly, we could say that election fraud played a role, and it did. While its effect may be debatable in states like Georgia and Pennsylvania, it's pretty much undeniable in Arizona, which appears to have been rigged by the very woman running for governor there, on the Democratic ticket. At best, the breakdown of the voting machine shows massive incompetence. At worst, it was planned that way. I personally think it was planned. Regardless of all this, however, the message is crystal clear from a Christian standpoint, and it's consistent with something I've been saying for a while, but didn't want to be true. There will be no political turnaround for the United States. It's over. This is America's swan song, and the union will not last much longer. We are under the judgment of God Almighty. Our days as a nation are numbered. If that blood moon on election day morning signified anything at all, it was this. I watched the election unfold primarily on Newsmax, and their commentators made a very astute analysis. The results of this election were indeed caused by a red wave, just not the kind everyone was expecting of advertised. The red wave happened, and it's been happening for the last several years. It's not an election red wave. It's a migration red wave. Republicans in blue states have given up, and they're leaving their former homes behind. They're migrating to red states, to be with other Republicans, and vote accordingly, thus making the red states redder, and this in turn is making the blue states bluer. That's why Florida, formerly a bellwether state, is now a solidly red Republican state. The same is true for Missouri. Florida represents the promised land for many former California Republicans, the same goes for former New York and New England Republicans. Texas is another promised land. The Deep South is likewise another. Missouri represents the promised land for Illinois Republicans, and a good number of Republicans moving in from the Great Lakes region. The red wave is happening right now, and it's been happening for years. It's happening right underneath our noses, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. The elections are starting to show it now, as the nation becomes more and more polarized along state lines. It's over. America is breaking up. We are in the early stages of that right now. The codification of abortion on demand, up to the ninth month of pregnancy, into the state constitutions of both California and Vermont, demonstrate two things. First, they demonstrate that these two states are now beyond redemption. There is no hope for them. They cannot be saved, and their fate is sealed. God will deal with them in his time. Second, these two states represent the epicenter of two new leftist confederations that will form after the inevitable happens. What is that inevitable event? That inevitable event is now crystal clear and in focus. It will be the eventual and unstoppable collapse and fall of Washington DC and the US federal government. Washington DC will soon collapse under its own weight, much like the Soviet Union did 30 years ago, and this will likely happen within our lifetime, perhaps even sooner than we think. This is evidenced in many ways. The first involves what happened in last night's midterm election. 
A number of states, even some very red Republican states, including my home state of Missouri, just legalized recreational marijuana use. Now, we can debate the morality of that if we want. Morally speaking, I think there is no debate, it's wrong. However, getting drunk is wrong too, but it's not illegal. Neither is getting high now, in a number of states, including conservative Missouri. What is this signal? It signals an electoral rebellion against federal law. Missouri, and many other states, already ignore federal gun laws. Now we are beginning to ignore federal drug laws too. More federal laws will start to fall as well, as the federal government is incapable of enforcing them without state help. The states are now telling the feds, no way. We're not helping you enforce your laws anymore. This is a powerful sign that the strength of the federal government is waning considerably. Conversely, what is waxing is the rise of state power, as states take more control of their laws and their economies. The second involves America's position in global politics, which is also waning. Our humiliating retreat from Afghanistan was just the beginning. We are now seeing the rise of Iran, as well as Saudi Arabia thumbing its nose at us. The entire Muslim world is beginning to see that they don't need America anymore, nor do they need fear us. America's glory days are behind her, and our wars against terrorism were really just our last gasp of global hegemony. We cannot hold on to any territory over there, nor can we reshape it into our image, and they know it. Russia's stand against America and Europe demonstrate that the West will not attain their global new world order as previously thought, while a new energy axis is developing between Russia, China and America's former ally, India. America is losing its global economic hegemony very rapidly. The third and final evidence will come in the not-too-distant future with the collapse of America's petrol dollar. After taking the United States off the gold standard, the dollar was placed on the oil standard, wherein all trade of oil was measured in dollars as the global standard. That allowed the United States to amass incalculable national debt, in style, without hardly any decline in standard of living. However, once the dollar is no longer the standard of global oil exchange, it will collapse. How much will it collapse? Nobody can know for sure, but let's just say that coin money, pennies, nickels, dimes and quarters, will no longer need to exist. The dollar will become much like the Mexican peso and Japanese yen, the lowest denominator of American currency. When that happens, and it will eventually, the US federal government will be in serious trouble, and will likely not survive much longer. With a worthless currency, a loss of global hegemony, and states that no longer enforce its laws, Washington DC will become a useless appendage of American society, no longer worth the money and time it takes to keep it running. When that happens, not if but when, it will collapse. The real question is, what happens after that? They say that when America catches a cold, the world catches pneumonia. I suspect that the fall of Washington DC will likewise result in a global shakeup of power that may not go very smoothly. The European Union will definitely collapse too, and entire countries may be swallowed up by others. Would it be World War III? Maybe. It could also just be a period of global uncertainty and unrest. Who knows? China will definitely collapse as well, as the Chinese are heavily dependent on American money. Will the CCP lash out with war? Probably. In doing so, however, they better not aggravate the wrong people, because if they do, they won't have the resources to fight a major war without American money. In other words, things will get messy when the US federal government collapses, but to say that would be the end of the world is highly presumptuous. The world got along just fine without the United States for millennia beforehand, it will get along without us afterward too. It's just the transition that will likely be messy. What will happen to Americans after the fall of Washington DC? I presume the exact same thing that is happening to us right now, just more so. 
Americans will continue to migrate to different states, except perhaps a little more frantically. Governing power will quickly transfer from Washington DC to state capitals, and people will begin looking to their state governments for answers. Taxes will be diverted to state capitals as well, as this will, in very short order, solidify their firm control of their territories and secure their borders. Like-minded states will probably ally, and form confederations, with other like-minded states. I expect my home state of Missouri will likely confederate with Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Iowa, maybe even Kentucky and Tennessee, but probably not Illinois. As for Illinois, it will probably confederate with states more akin to similar politics. We can expect California to lead a West Coast confederation consisting of Washington, Oregon, and perhaps Nevada and Arizona. Vermont and New York will likely lead an East Coast confederation stretching as far south as Maryland. Politics will dominate the breakup of the United States, not race, culture or language as many people think. Religion, however, will play a very significant role, as religion and politics can never really be separated. You get the picture. The breakup of the United States will result in at least three separate confederacies, perhaps four or more. Then life will go on, each confederacy becoming its own nation, as North America begins to look a lot more like the European continent in some ways, fractured and balkanized. This is how God will likely deal with the United States of America. This is our likely destiny. This is his likely judgment. Our strength, power and influence lies in our national unity. Therefore, I think God is going to take that unity away from us, and it's starting right now. This is why it's so important for we, as Christians, to keep voting if we live in a red state. We've got to keep those red states red, so that when the breakup comes, we will find ourselves on the right side of the border, and not have to move somewhere else. If, however, you live in a blue state, I'm going to say again what I've been saying since 2020, get out. Move to a red state, and vote Republican to keep it red, or else you might find yourself having to move again later. Christian nationalism, especially Catholic integralism, is going to play a very big role in the red states. The confederacies that form, after the fall of the United States federal government, will likely be Christian in nature, and red state governments will likely take on a more Christian character as well. Blue states, along with their confederacies, will remain secular of course, eventually devolving into atheistic regimes. Eventually, travel between red confederacies and blue confederacies will be restricted. Which is why if you're going to move, sooner would be better than later. Where you live matters. What happens after that remains to be seen and is completely unpredictable at this time. <laughs>